We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tootie joins the guys each and every week here on 95.7 The Game, the playmaker, the Hall of Famer, the three-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, it is NFL analyst, NFL Network, Michael Irvin joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Michael, thanks a lot as always. Uh, we really appreciate it. How you feeling? I feel fine. Good. Uh, Whoa. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you loud and clear. I landed here. I landed here in New York, and New York ain't nowhere near as bad as it was in Pittsburgh on celebrating Franco Harris' life and accomplishment and retiring his jersey night. That was the coldest I'd ever been. In my life, it should be against the law to be that cold. But we we always talk about here. We got no no reason to complain in California when it's fifties and other places. They're talking about negative digits and, and and the like. So I'm I'm feeling a little about a little of what you're feeling is that we don't we don't complain about that out here on the West Coast, Irv. Right, right, and that's what I was saying. I kept saying I was supposed to be on the West Coast. What <laughs> the hell am I doing over here? And it's minus eight degrees and minus ten degrees. No, no man. And I don't even—I certainly don't think no black man is supposed to be in that kind of stuff. It just don't supposed to happen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Michael, great, great man. Well, uh, let's get to Brock Purdy. I got to ask you about just the, uh, another week and another just tremendous game for he's hitting plays that Garoppolo wasn't hitting we didn't really get a chance to see Trey Lance hit him but I mean you were the first one to say how do we how do we you know not know that maybe this kid can be special what do you think of how special he's been against a better defense than he's seen at any point in that Washington defense right and that Washington game because that Washington defense came to play they came to match your defense intensity that's that's one thing you'll, you'll notice everywhere you go Every time San Fran plays, because we constantly talk about it being the best defense right now in the National Football League. So now wherever city it goes in, every defense has to stand up and put in their claim for being the best. Or they want to play better than that defense, you know. And, and, and this is what I want to start saying, too. Because I'm noticing something on all the shows that I do and everything. I'm noticing a little sleight of hands here to Purdy. You know what I mean? What I mean by that now, and I talked about it, I said, you got to think about how Tom Brady came in. He came in with a great run game and some great defense. But, and, 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 he, and he won early with that, and then he took over in the passing game. He won later with that. And I had that feeling, Brock Purdy, to have this kind of, uh, uh, kind of, kind of little journey, uh, uh, kind of, kind of to have that same path. But, what I'm noticing every time I go, you know, San Fran can basically have anybody. That's a quarterback-friendly system, quarterback-friendly team. All of that may be true, 
but you can't take away from what Brock Purdy is doing. You can be as quarterback friendly as you want to be. We still saw some hiccups and some hitches in Trey Lance's development. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and more than we're seeing right here with Brock Purdy. That's all I'm saying. We can't go about stealing his credit and what he has done and because we want to raise up the defense or we don't want to give him all of his credit and we take it away. Then he just got to don't mess it up. No, he's making plays, and there's a difference between the two. No, Michael, I think that's a great call because we're sitting here, you know, having this conversation about any quarterback. I'll tell you what, I don't think Zach Wilson looks like this in this offense, even though this is, a you know, not a QB-dependent offense. I don't think Zach Wilson's going to look like this in that offense. I'll tell you that much right now. I, I, right. I want, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a, and it's a, Yeah, it's about getting in and out of that huddle. It's about leadership. It's about control. It's about the people. You, you got them grown-ass men in that huddle. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got some kind of something to lead them in, I trust me, that's going to be an issue. And, and now what you have to start thinking about is, hmm, why well, can't look like this with Trey Lance right away? The Trey Lance, for you. those are the thoughts that you'll be thinking about as you move forward because it looks great with Brock Purdy. That's a great point. I was going to say, you know, Michael, this whole thing that's happened from Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo, now Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, we've we've heard all of these lines. When you're an opposing team going up against a team like this who has this almost Disney Hollywood storyline, does it does it do anything to your psyche going into the game? Like, all right, all right, fellas, let's go in and, and let's shut this down. Let, you know, this storybook ending, it's not happening on our watch. Is there any feeling like that? Or on the other side, Absolutely. have you ever played or have you ever played on a team where you have that feeling of that Disney movie and you're thinking, I think we could take this all, all the way? Well, I don't know that I had that Disney, that, that feeling of a Disney movie because Troy M and I, we kind of grew in together. We both all came in one year after another and, and kind of grew into our, our our success. You know, Rob Purdy's been added to a team that's been having some success, and he's young. Mr. Irrelevant. It, 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 it just blows my mind when you had the second pick in the draft, and now you're coming back with the last pick in the draft, and you can sit there and look at it and say, hmm, let's look at this, and let's look at the development. Let's look at who's picking this up faster. And, and, and right now, right now, and I love, I saw some, a lot of, I saw a lot of ceiling, like high ceiling for, for, for Trey Lance. But right now, if we say y'all measure the times, the two times that these kids have played, you got to say Brock Purdy is winning. You do. No, you do. And, and that gets to a question that we were kicking around today on the show a little bit, and that is, you know, let's say Purdy leads him to the NFC Championship game, keeps playing how he is uh, to this point. I mean, what do you do next year? I mean, I, I, I've seen enough to where I think if this kept going into the playoffs and he didn't have a blow-up kind of a game or, or progressively play poorly here over these next three, four weeks, however long it ends up being, to me, he's got to be the starter next year. What do you do with Brock Purdy next year? I know it's 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 still a lot of this year to go. And and what do you do with Trey Lance as an extension of that for next year as this thing shakes out, Irv? Boy, I tell you, man. I, I, and, and you know, people always talk about it. Well, we got these coming in quarterbacks. That those, these are good problems to have. It sounds good. I mean, it's logical to say it, it, there's no such thing as having too many of a good thing. 
But the reality is I don't necessarily buy it. You want clear-cut direction. Who is the starting quarterback? Who is what? And and, and, and this is going to be, well, it's going to be a hell of a call because you have to see some serious upside on, on, on Trey Lance, and we know he has some upside. But this kid right here, He's out. He's also closer to his floor than he is than he is to his ceiling. So where is his ceiling? If his floor looks like this, you would want to explore that too. You, you have to. You have to. You know, Michael. I wanted to ask. We know you're a big Cowboys fan. The Cowboys go out. You get the W against the Eagles. We know it was Gardner Minshew. Wasn't Jalen Hurts still a solid W? As a Cowboys fan, going into the playoffs, which are right around the corner, who worries you the most? The Eagles, the Vikings, or the Niners? Well, it, 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 I said this last year when we got ready to go into the playoffs. That the Niners were the team that I did not want to see because they were a more physical football team. I said it on the radio in Dallas. I said, no, we don't want to see them. They're a physical football team. We don't want to see them in that first playoff game. Because you play that first playoff game against a physical team like that and try to line up again in six days or seven days. That's a hard, hard thing. But we got the Niners. And, of course, we got beat up. And and, and I had I had Michael Parson on my podcast, on Michael Irvin podcast, after, right after that game. And, and, and he told me, he said, man, a couple weeks after the game, he said, I was, I was sore for two weeks. He said, well, I, we learned another level of toughness when we played against San Francisco, another level of what we need to prepare for. I, I, I right now, with the way our defense is playing, I, I, I wouldn't want them to go through that defense again. I wouldn't want our team to play 49ers. I, I don't mind Minnesota. You saw what they did to Minnesota. You saw what they did to Philadelphia. I just right now, I would be a little bit worried until until T.Y. Hill comes along a little bit more because we need that other option. That game, that old pick six that ended the game a couple weeks ago, all that bounced off. Uh, Noah Brown's hands, that kind of stuff. Hopefully, T.Y. Hill can put a stop to. Michael Irvin joining us here on 95.7 The Game, as he does each and every week here. Uh, i, I got to ask you about the, the 49ers' defense. And, I mean, is it is it clear-cut at this point that the defensive player of the year is is Nick Bosa uh, based on just the way that he continues to play? And, and you know, is the 49ers' defense the number one defense in the league overall going into the playoffs? Yeah, no doubt right now. No doubt. No doubt it's the best defense out there. And, and, and no doubt, Nick... My, my my old Raider Nick Bosa has has claimed that top spot, especially here with with, with Michael Parsons being a little banged up and having shined in the last three weeks in the defense. Uh, Dallas hadn't had a sack, had one sack in the last three weeks, so yeah, there's no doubt Bosa is leading. It, Bosa is the MVP leader that's leading the best defense. When you do see a defense like this, Michael. From a from a schematic, you know, a, a schematic standpoint, let's take the commanders for instance. We know they really want to run the football. Do you just try to do what you do typically and just try to do it to the best of your ability at a high level? Or are there coaches that say, All right, we gotta try to switch some things up because this team is number one against the run. Let's try to throw the football, even though we're more of a a running football team. What do you what do you typically see when you go up against these defenses? Do you try to target whatever you believe their weakness to be, or do you just stick to your game plan and hope that you can execute? 
Well, first of all, you got to stay with who you are. You know what I mean? You're a running team. You like to run the ball. You can't just capitulate that. I can't just say, okay, I know y'all best. Y'all the best at stopping the run, but that's all we do. We're going to capitulate that. We're going to give the end to that. We, we, you you, you got to come out and see. You got to come out and test it. You got to come out and make them respect you and make them see that, hey, I'm willing to do this. And then, and then, and then, if you're the team that's running the football and trying to run the football and trying to, then you have to bring up variations off that. You know what I mean? But you can't just say, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give up what I do. Norm Turner, office coordinator, would always say that when we when we got ready to play, we we play Deion Sanders or Daryl Green or Rod Wilson or Nias Williams, all Hall of Famers, Champ Bailey. When they were playing me and following me around, Norm would say, "There's no way I can let them take you out of the game because they take more than you out of the game because you're part of our game." So if the, if, if our whole team sees that we're not throwing you the ball, then that cripples us mentally and in our confidence. So he says we can't let that happen. And so if you run the ball and you win running the ball, you you got to try. You can't let them cripple you out the gate. You got to say, I'm willing to try. Let's hit it. Let, let's, bank, let's bank some love. Michael, with uh, two weeks to go in the season, big debate around here is the three seed versus the two seed. Obviously, it's different now because there's no buy for the two seed anymore like like there used to be going back through the years. But uh, uh, the Niners, have, it sounds like they're going to go full bore and try, and try and win these last two. They got the Raiders and the Cardinals who are obviously going in a different direction. But uh, I wanted to ask you about the difference and take the Cowboys out of it because we all saw what the Cowboys did up in Minnesota. But it's but from your experience, winning a game in Minnesota is a lot different from Minnesota having to come to your crib, is it not? And should the Niners chase that home game if those two teams play each other? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you talk, first of all, let me tell you something. What, what, what you guys are talking about, and and regardless to whether the Niners are really going for that or not, they did the first thing right. They must make everybody believe this is what we're going. You can't lose three weeks. You know, you, 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 you'll lose three weeks. You'll lose, you'll lose, well, you'll certainly lose two weeks. If, if, if you let it out that, 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 oh, well, you know, we, we're really not worried about these games. We understand we got our speed, speed and we're okay with that. Now you start getting a little lower in practice, losing intensity in practice because they become preseason games at the end of the year. And you don't want, you, you, you want, you want them to be preseason value, but you don't want preseason effort. You don't want preseason effort. You want you want everybody playing hard. Jimmy never told us, even though we would have a buy, uh, uh, we, if we had to buy or whatever. Jimmy would never tell us that he's sitting us. He said everybody is playing, so so I don't lose the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of practice. So that's why it's impossible for them to say right now that they're happy with where they are. And 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 no, yeah, we're we're, we're happy with our seeding. No, you got to say we're winning these last two games, so you don't lose two weeks of good practice. Playmaker, I, I wanted to switch gears just a little bit here. So you know they announced the Pro Bowl, the, everybody that's going to be in the Pro Bowl, and you know there are a lot of conversations. Uh, as always, about the snubs. And, you know, for whatever the Pro Bowl has been, we know it's flag football this year. A lot of people have kind of maybe maybe 
undersold what the Pro Bowl is, but then you see videos from teams and and players right. where they're crying and they're very excited. On, can can you can you talk about how important the Pro Bowl actually is, even if the game isn't that crazy? That joke is real, buddy, because it pats you on the back and puts you in what we call the upper room. You know what I'm saying? He said, hey, I'm here. I can walk around. The great ones are, are the best guys in this league as a, as a peer. You know, as a peer. Not a possibility, as a peer. And that, that's very important, man. I'll, let, I'll never forget my first one. I told you, this is the first time. I met Jerry Rice over there, man. It's the first time I met Jerry Rice was at a Pro Bowl. I had just won receiver of the year. I've been chasing this joker forever. It's the first time I ever beat him in the number of yards and stuff. And, and, and I was standing out right there at Hilton Hawaiian Village. And I was standing there. And he came behind me and said, hey, Err. I said, God, I'm going to go, Err. I said, oh, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? And then, you know what I mean? Because that happens at the Pro Bowl. You get that. That, that 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 understanding, dude. Me and you, we're the same dudes. We're both pro bowlers. They, I don't care what they're doing over there. I don't care if they're playing marbles. <laughs> when you get voted to the Pro Bowl, that matters. Irva, we'll, we'll leave you on on this note. Uh, I mean, in, I, the, obviously, the, the thirty years ago, I'm thinking back to all the times the Niners and Cowboys played, and you guys played in the three years in a row in the championship game. Is there ever a moment, because we think about this, and it came up last year when they played, where you just think, man, it's because it's hard for people out here to think the Niners haven't won a Super Bowl since 95. I know you guys won the two before that, won the one after that. You, do you ever just sit back and go in disbelief that, that those two franchises haven't won one and, and as long as they haven't won one? What, what do you mean? How long did it take? Uh, yeah, just that they haven't won another one since. I, either one of them. I don't have to sit back and believe it. Every Monday, Stephen A. reminds me. <laughs> Are you joking? Every Monday, he reminds me. Man, you haven't won one in 30 years, man. You haven't won one in 30 years. You haven't won one in 30 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, 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 but I'm going to tell you something. All I, all I ever say is I just want these guys to experience it. One time. One time. I saw Jerry on the sideline uh, uh, of the game. I saw Jerry on the sideline of the game, and I said, wow. You know what I mean? He, 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 and I talked with him when, I had, when he was with me in Dallas two weeks ago. We were talking about the same thing, about, about those battles we had, how fun they were to, 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 to have that kind of hoopla around our battles and everything. It was just, it's, it's, it's great and it's incredible. And we were talking about how, man, some of these guys, I wish they could experience. Michael, thank you so much for the time. As always, we appreciate it. And uh, the guys will be back next week, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you then. Absolutely, my brothers. You guys stay well. All right, you got it. Michael Irvin joining us here on 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your-
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.